Yeah, and let's talk a little bit about the spoken word. <laughs> we'll edit that out. Inspiring stories, practical applications. Doing ministry well. Hey everybody, little disclaimer before we get into this interview. I unfortunately pronounced Tal's name incorrectly the whole entire time I was interviewing him. His name is Tal. I called him Tall during the interview, and I just wanted to clear that up up front. Uh, here's even a little sound clip of him pronouncing his name, since he knows how his name should sound, as I obviously did not. So here we go, just for clarification's sake, enjoy the interview. Tal, T-A-L. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash doingministrywell. All right. Hello, everybody. Thanks for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. We are actually in Brentwood, Tennessee right now. This is the first episode um, from Tennessee, which is pretty cool. All the rest of them have been from Hawaii, so we've been living here for a little while um, now, but now we're getting into some of the Tennessee episodes, which is really exciting. Today, I am joined by Tal, and uh, Tal, thanks for being on the show with us. Thank you. Yeah, it's an honor. Um, I actually met you yesterday, Yeah. <laughs> which is pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, Jeremy Owens is a mutual friend. Uh, Jeremy's a good friend of ours. I met him in 2003 at YWAM Nashville, and uh, he and his wife actually played at my wedding, which is pretty cool. Wow. So, how did you meet Jeremy? Uh, I met Jeremy through a uh, winter fest that we did together, okay. a winter retreat um, nice. for students, and I was performing, and he he, he was playing worship. Awesome. Leader. Yeah, they are the best worship leaders. They're so They're amazing. Good. So good. Um, yeah, uh, tell, tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay. I am a spoken word artist, um, but kind of, it, it's a little bit more than just spoken word. I add music as well. Spoken word, if people don't know, is poetry that's meant to be performed. Okay. Um, and I add music and, and you know, try to amp it up with some real theatrical kind of um, performances and, and such. So Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, let's go ahead and just check out a little clip of that right now. as another or each other and yet we are so let me start in the beginning i began on the corner of two streets just me and my mom in the back of a travel agency add six years and you will see that my mom got married and i got a stepdad and i won't forget that time in my life when i wore suspenders and mom wore head coverings and we lived like we were amish or something even drove a black hand-painted station wagon with a bumper sticker that said the Bible is the answer. I know it sounds weird, but it's true. And I got homeschooled. And for any typical teenager, that would be totally uncool, but what was I to do? You see, this is my story. It's where I come from. And I know that my story is probably much different than yours, and you would probably use completely different words to describe where you come from and how you grew up. And that's my point, to prove that we are all different based on the homes in which we've been raised, to how life was different back in my day, the monumental moments that made us, the pain that changed us, the dysfunction that enraged us, all the way back to the way our Creator created us with differences. And he created us to make differences. 
And all the differences we make are different in nature, and that's a good thing. Otherwise, life would be repetitive, like using the same words over and over and over and over again. My friends, we are not the same as another or each other, and yet we are. For we are all different, and yet we still struggle the same. And I really hate that we've been taught to fake that truth. We become so good at saying we are all good and hiding under our specific roofs, whether that be a church steeple that keeps us pointing, or the liquor store that helps us keep avoiding, or the very flimsy roof of success that never covers enough and whose demands become so heavy. Folks, when will we stop struggling to cover our struggles? We just end up doubling our stress, and I gotta be honest, I'm tired of struggling alone. Living inside of this house that never feels like a home, for I have searched and scrolled for company in the darkest of places. Wasted so many days wishing I'd never gotten wasted. I know what it's like to not have money on the same day as payday, to scream mayday in a way that nobody can hear. I know what it's like to live in fear, to live in the shadows of greatness and wonder will there ever be one day that I can make it. These are my everyday thoughts. I am no different than you when it comes to the troubles in this life. Regardless of this mic, I still get up and put my pants on one leg at a time, with trouble always on my mind. And please don't think that these struggles are a pastime, because they're not. And until the day that I die, they probably won't stop for any of us. Yet for every one of us, they've probably been the best teachers we could have ever had, better than any book test we could have ever taken. So here's the hoping this tough life is making me the man I am today. And who I'll be tomorrow? I want to let these sorrows produce perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope that won't disappoint. I am talking about a hope that doesn't leave you with the void, a calm amidst the noise. You see, if struggling is in our blood, it's safe to say that we're blood related. So I hope it makes sense to you now when I say that we are not the same as another or each other, and yet we are. excellent that was really good thank you for sharing that with us yeah tell tell me a little bit about how long you've been in ministry um i've been in ministry probably um looking at nine years right now um i started in a discipleship program um, back in 2006 and it was um unexpected i got tricked into going there and it was it was all god it was pretty incredible cool uh, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the spoken word piece. Um, how did you realize that this was something that you were interested in and talented? Um, so I was in theater and I did a lot of acting um, when I was in Bible college. And I wanted to obviously take those gifts and, and pursue that. Um, but I, you know, I don't have an acting troupe following me around all the time. And so 
uh, I, I just figured, well, maybe I'll just write monologues. And so I began writing monologues, and, and it, was, it was great. Um, and then uh, a friend of mine uh, heard one of them and said, you know, you need to do spoken word. Hmm. And I was like... I'd never heard of it, so I said, well, I, I do I do speak words. What are you talking about, you know? And um, she, she's like, no, 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 it's spoken word. i got to show it to you. She showed me a video, and it just it caught my attention, and, and we kind of started from there. And that was about five years ago. Okay. Um, and I've been, you know, over the years slowly getting more involved until last year where I went full-time. That's, that's all I do, so. Nice, nice. Do you remember who that uh, first artist you saw was? Yes, um, it was a it was a guy named Anis Majni, and uh, the 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 piece that he performed is called "Shake the Dust," and um, he he performs it with a um, organization called uh, "To Write Love on Her Arms," and uh, he he was one of the artists that performed that night, and it's it's just overwhelming. It's an incredible piece. Nice. I'll have to find that, and we'll put a link to that in the uh, podcast notes. But tell us a little bit about what you're currently doing in ministry. Um, you said you're full-time. You're actually from Tampa, Florida. Is that correct? Tampa, Florida, yes. Okay. So what are you uh, What are you doing up here in Nashville? Um, I'm up here. Uh, I just signed with a management company, Artist Garden Entertainment, and um, just getting to know them and uh, meeting people and just having a, having a blast. Uh, I've... As far as what I do in ministry is with the spoken word, I travel and I speak at youth camps and conferences and, and whatnot. And um, my motto is kind of be louder than words, which is ironic because I'm a spoken word <laughs> artist. Right. But it, it's that that's really what it is, is to, to let your life speak louder than the words that, that I say. And, and so connecting with different churches and stuff like that, youth groups and and Sunday morning services and stuff, and, and really just sharing with people and, and encouraging um, people that maybe are, are in, in a place where they don't have hope and and, and challenging the believer to mm. take new steps in their yeah, life. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So in your, in your whole time of ministry, um, traveling, doing shows and stuff like that, what would you say has been the highlight of your ministry? Uh, the highlight would definitely be when I was... Um, uh, prior to going full-time as a spoken word artist, I, I worked uh, part-time at a church as an interim uh, middle school youth pastor. Okay, awesome. And uh, the highlight, hands down, has to be the days when I would go out and pick up four or five middle school guys from school, and we'd go grab pizza or ice cream or whatever, and just cut up and laugh, but just do life with each other. Yeah, you know? yeah. And that, that, that definitely was, was an amazing time. That's awesome. On the flip side of that, what's been your biggest struggle in ministry, and how do you feel like you've overcome that? My biggest struggle in ministry easily has been um, trying to be authentic. Hmm. Um, I think it's very easy, uh, especially you know, as a as a speaker or pastor or whatever, to almost talk about our struggles and our sin as like a past hmm. experience, as hmm. if it's not continually something that we have to run to the foot of the cross and say, Jesus, help me, you know, mm. and stay accountable with people. And I think um, it, it, it's a scary thing. I think for the longest time, you know, the church is just kind of, or, or, or in Christianity, in ministry, we we get comfortable with talking about it as if it's something that used to happen. Hmm. And, it, and it, 
as if it doesn't anymore. And I, I just want to be honest so that for everybody that's going, I feel like I'm the worst person ever because I'm always struggling, you know, and apparently, you know, these, these pastors or speakers aren't, you know, because right. of how they talk. I, I want to, I want to just share with those people and say, look, we all struggle, hmm. but we need to run to Jesus. That's the only way we can overcome it. So hmm. I think being authentic, the, the way I, I, I overcome it is a lot of the pieces that I write, I write about stories of my life, real hmm. stuff, you know, that might be a little awkward, but they're they're real. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's awesome. So, yeah, the bulk of the show is just asking people uh, three practical tips on how to do ministry well. Uh, Tal, what would you say those three practical tips are? Uh, the first one definitely is to do life with Jesus in a, in a way where you, um, you 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 spend time with Him mm-hmm. and you read His Word. Obviously, I mean it's it's a, it's common sense, but if you're in a relationship with somebody, you spend time with that person, and and that is imperative mm-hmm. is is spending time with Jesus. The second one is to love people with everything that you've got. Um, even even the untouchables and the and the people that we we find to be, you know, a, a struggle to to love, you know, and then and then the third thing is to just be honest, hmm. um, and be real. We it's two thousand fifteen, people. We we need to live in a way that is honest. Hmm. We're we're done with all the phony stuff. We're done with all the make believe, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, going back to number one, doing life with Jesus, spending time with him, being in that relationship. What does that look like specifically for you? For me, um, definitely my quiet time, you know, in the mornings is, is chasing that and making sure that I'm digging into his word Hmm. daily. Uh, and when I don't, it's, it's, it's something that everybody can see. Hmm. Um, and then, um, surrounding myself with people that love Jesus and love to go after Jesus, you know, um, I, I feel like without people that do that, you know, we just become lonely islands, you know, yeah. just like kind of floating off. Yeah. And then, uh, number two, you said love people with everything. Do you have a story, um, that you feel like you've really, really excelled well and done that well, or even a time where loving someone was really difficult and you just had to really persevere through that? Absolutely. I, I was on tour last year um, for about three months with mm-hmm. a, a group called the Extreme Tour, and we, we'd gone up and down the East Coast, and we were in Michigan. Um, I It was our day off, and I was honestly just... It was my day off, and I was taking full advantage of that. You right, know, right. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to be around people. I just we were walking through the city, and I, I just wanted to be by myself. And my friend um, was playing the guitar, and he's like, "Let's let's talk to people." And I was like, "I don't want to talk to people." You know, I, I just I want to be done with that. We met a group of girls sitting on the on the side of the road, and they were they kind of whistled at us and had us come over, and I, I just was like, "I don't want to do this. I just want to walk away." Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to be loving today, you right, know. Right. And um, my buddy played a song, and they they loved it. And then they asked me, "Well, what do you do?" And I was like, "I do spoken word." So they asked me to perform a piece, which I did. And um, and then I finished, and I was like, "All right, it was great meeting you. Here's my card," you know, as if I was some like celebrity or something. You know, here's my card, and I I I left, and I was just like, "I don't want to do that." It's just a terrible attitude, mm-hmm. you know. 
And a couple weeks later, I got a message from that girl on Facebook, and she said that she was on the verge of committing suicide oh, wow. a couple days after that, and um, pulled. She, I mean, she had a handful of pills, and she pulled up one of the videos uh, of one of my uh, spoken word videos on YouTube, and and watched it, and and met with Jesus. Wow. And you talk about feeling, you know, <laughs> extremely small real quick. You know, I couldn't believe that even on the, the day that I, I was definitely being selfish and, and, and did not want to f- love people, um, Jesus still used that. And it was so humbling in that mm. moment to realize that every interaction is a special moment. Hmm. That's amazing. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. If you haven't checked out the new doingministrywell.com website, check it out. We chose Swissco to do our overhaul and are so happy with the results. Swissco makes ministry websites beautiful and hassle-free. Schedule a free consultation today at swissco.us. Hi, this is Brian Ensminger. If you enjoyed doing ministry well, we'd really appreciate it if you'd check out the Engaging Missions show, where we deliver God's stories to your earbuds. You can find us at engagingmissions.com. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about your creative process. I, I think a lot of times uh, we look at artists and we think that you know they're just inspired all the time and it just flows all the time. But there's definitely a work aspect to that. So let's just go through a little bit about your creative process. What does that look like for you? Um, even if you have some some deadlines and stuff like that, just to kind of take us through that process. Well, when I write, I try to um, start with a with something that God's been showing me, whether it's something I'm reading in the Bible or it's a, it's a life lesson. Um, but I always try to, to pull something or, or find my inspiration from, from something that God's speaking to me. Um, and, and once, once I, I have an idea, I, I kind of sit and marinate on it. You know, sometimes it could be for two months or six months. Sometimes it could be for a week. Um, it all kind of depends. And, uh, I kind of just, research it and, and find out as much as I can about it and then I begin to outline um, you know what I want to talk about and how I want it to sound and um, then I then I sit down once I've marinated and outlined and um, prayed about it and said all right God let's do this and that's when the real process begins and it, it I mean some of the pieces that I do you know They've been a year and a half long of me oh, wow. wrestling with stuff. It's not an easy process all the time. Sometimes, you know, I write a piece in a day, and and I'm all about it. <laughs> but those are few and far between. Yeah, you know, the, the, the rest of them are something we struggle through. But it's it's a it's an amazing process because I always try to write and talk about stuff that I've lived or that God's taught me because I feel like if I'm doing something that I don't. I haven't lived or haven't walked through that I'm taking people like you can't take people where you've never been before and so um, that's kind of my process Um, yeah do you have any words of advice for anyone in kind of the the ministry realm that's also in a creative realm as well Um, just anything that's just off the top of your head a word of encouragement for them yes Um, let every part of your ministry start with Jesus because um, I mean, in, in Exodus, it talks about um, Bezalel and Oholiab. I'm probably not pronouncing their names correctly. But uh, two men that um, the Lord told Moses um, to work with, and they would build the Ark of the Covenant and the tabernacle. 
And the the unique thing about them is it, the Bible says, here's Bezalel and Aholiab. I have filled them with my spirit, period, or comma, and with um, art, artist skills and stuff mm. and such. I think a lot of times as artists, it's very easy to do something that or talk about something that's morally good. That's an easy, that's a no-brainer mm-hmm. to talk about morals. Um, but when you talk about something that comes from a, a moment that God has taught you in your life, it's a whole nother ball game. And um, for to 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 make art and then sp- sprinkle, you know, God on there just to make sure that we're Christian. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like seasoning something after after a while you want it to be you want to consist of of the blessings of god of the of the anointing and so being filled with the spirit first and then artist um skills and, and talent and such so i would say go to god first hmm. and let him pull that out of you that's good let's talk a little bit more about that creative process and just productivity um what are the things that really just keep you going? You know, uh, if you're hitting a wall, creative wise, writer's block. Yeah. Uh, what are some some tools that you have that just kind of help get you back on track? Um, for me, with writing, you know, in writer's block, uh, I just tell people to write all the time. Hmm. Uh, I think writer's block is a myth if you write all the time. Hmm. If if you write only when you're inspired, uh, then it's a very real thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and there are definitely seasons where I feel like I can't get anything down on paper. Um, it's just, it's creativity is a muscle. You got to work it out, you know. Mm, that's good. And so even if I'm not writing something that is, you know, uh, gonna, you know, lead people to Jesus, I may just write something fun that's hilarious and that keeps me, you know, um, keeps my wheels spinning, keep me. Uh, um, prepared and ready mm-hmm. so um there's there's fun i write stupid little you know <laughs> pieces that are just hilarious and i i would never do them in front of people you right, know right um but it, it keeps the the wheels greased and that's awesome um so it, yeah i think a struggle for people in ministry is sometimes there's not a lot of external accountability as to your schedule I, I bet there's no one really like leaning over your shoulder. You probably have some solid deadlines, but you know, so how in the day to day have you disciplined yourself? Do you have a certain daily schedule where you're like, I'm going to write this many hours a day or what does that look like for you? Uh, that was a good, great question. Um, so I have a list of what I, I should do. Um, <laughs> as far as walking that out. Yeah, it's, it is difficult. It's something that I, I, you know, I'm always working, trying to get better on because it is easy, at, at least for an artist, um, and even in ministry. When I when I worked, you know, at a, at a church, um, there was, you know, we, obviously we have our like service deadlines and mm-hmm. stuff, but everything else <laughs> is like, ah, eh, whenever we get to it, right? And um, I, yeah, being disciplined in in every area of your life and the small things, um, it, it it'll affect the big things. Hmm. And so, um, just your you know, your daily focus and, and picking your battles and, and chasing after that, you know. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, the last question before, I'd, I'd love you to perform something live for us here. Um, what's been inspiring you lately? Has there been a book or a resource that's just really getting you going? Um, no, I actually, um, it's a quote that 
kind of wrecked me to the core. Hmm. Um, it's by C.S. Lewis. And it says, um, every poet and musician and artist, but for grace, is drawn away from the love of the thing he tells to the love of telling till down in deep hell they cannot be interested in God at all, but only in what they say about him. And um, that has definitely been uh, working me over because it can be very easy getting excited about doing things for God mm. and forget about the relationship with God. And, and for me, I, I talk about God all the time in my work, but is am I forgetting my first love? Mm. You know, mm. um, and and so that's been my biggest inspiration is make sure that. Um, you know, my first my first love is, is Jesus and that that he is number one, not just the things I can do for him or the things, you know, that come from that. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Tal, would you mind sharing something with us today? Sure. Um, I am going to actually read a piece for you guys. Is that cool? Yeah, that's great. Um, it's, a, it's a piece that I wrote, um, just a short piece, and, it, and it's about... Um, it's about regret, and um, and it's called Ment, M-E-A-N-T. Empty promises. Thoughts that I wish had stayed in my head. Words that were never meant to be heard. Swallowed pride that never was. It will never be the way that it was, for desire has no leash. You cannot tame this beast the way you think. Intentions only appease these shallow conversations. My heart only makes things break. For what I want, I take. Whether it's mine to take or not. And for all the times that I say I'll stop, I probably won't. But I hope you understand. This hopeless man remains hopeful that someday he can change. And then I will mean what I say. For I will never regret if I never again say the words I never meant. Oh, that was good. That was good. Awesome. Yeah, if our uh, listeners want to uh, connect with you, is there a, a website that we can point them to? Absolutely. Um, www.talxmusic.com. Cool, great. Talxmusic.com. Alrighty, would you just uh, close us out and pray for our listeners? Yes. Dear Jesus, we thank you and love you for being amazing and for loving us when we don't deserve it and showing us grace that we do not merit. Um, we thank you for um, this day and, and for the time here. I pray that you would bless all the listeners, God. I pray that you would bless Jim and um, his ministry and everybody that it is, that is in ministry and, and, and striving to do it well, God, I, I pray that you would give them fresh energy, God. You would give them rest when they take it, God. You would give them peace. You would give them strength to continue, even in the dry seasons when everything, you know, seems bland and um, just all out of gas. I pray that you would bless them and that you would uh, walk with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. It's an honor being here. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends.
Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources. And if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions on who we should interview next, contact us at doingministrywell.com. If you'd like to find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at jimjessbaker.com. That's jimjess as in Jessica, baker.com.